Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. All right, everybody, welcome to episode number 31 of Tackle and Tacos, a fishing podcast. My name is Jordan. I'm here with my awesome wife, Lola, and my awesome friend, Nate, who is in Davenport, Iowa. We are broadcasting to you live. I think we might be the number one podcast in Strum, Wisconsin. Wow. <laughs> what if there was? What, what oh, I like that. What if we weren't? What if we weren't the number one podcast? There's, how many people are in Strom? Like 700? And there's like three more like ahead of us. There's like one lady who does like a butterfly podcast. Or like <laughs> and everybody. We're, we're dead last out of four in Strom, Wisconsin. We're coming no. to you from Strom, Wisconsin. We love it here. It's a little town um, just south. Most people who've been through the Midwest are familiar with the town that we sometimes just say we live in because yeah. it's easier, which is Eau Claire, Wisconsin. And it's spelled E-A-U space Claire. Um, we're just south of Eau Claire, Wisconsin tonight, and we're really excited about this episode number 31. From the very infancy of this podcast, from the genesis, uh, you know, we said we wanted to not let the name be gimmicky because... Yeah. It would be easy to be like tackling tacos, and we just did it because we wanted a unique name, and we really only talk about fishing. We don't actually talk about Mexican food or tacos or whatever, but like Lola and I make tacos all the time. All the time. Nate makes tacos all the time. And if you haven't heard the story yet, the the 
origin of the name was that um, myself and Lola, and I think Nate was going to be a part of it as well. Yeah. Uh, we were going to start a tackle shop when we lived in the Quad Cities, and it was going to be called The Spot, S-P-O-T-T, and the two T's stood for tackle and tacos. So every day, you could run on down to the to the spot, which sounds cool, you know, because the fishing spot, whatever. Somebody better not steal this name I for know. a tackle spot. Yeah, I was going to say, we, hey, we probably that, should. You yeah, might want to edit that out. That. <laughs> um, I, wish I, had a beat, I wish I had a beat button. We're going to call it the deep and... It was called the deep. Whatever. That's what that's what Luke Duncan does. He doesn't even cuss. He likes he like says that mother deep and he presses the button. That's funny. Um but the two T's were going to stand for tackle and tacos. So you come on down to the spot, get you a Mega Bass Vision 110 and a El Pastor taco or whatever. We yeah. make one taco a day, something unique and different every single day. Um I even thought that it'd be funny to make like a call it like the white man taco, <laughs> like a straight like <laughs> flour tortilla beef you know just super generic you know yeah. or and then, then the next day make something like dumb authentic and like really like culinary and whatever <laughs> um, but anyway from the beginning of that we said we wanted to put maybe not equal parts but a good emphasis on the taco side of things uh of things and so tonight we're really really stoked um a few weeks back well i guess how long ago was that we went for the first time to guac and roll mm. When was that? I don't know. School had started. I think it's been over a month. Yeah. The first time I think it was. Yeah. yeah, it was a while ago. And it was one of the, it was like, you know how sometimes, uh, so Jordan Lee, let's compare our guac and roll first experience to yeah. Jordan Lee winning his, was it his first or his second Bassmaster Classic where his engine broke down and he fished like two seconds from the ramp and he won? What one was that, Nate? That was that was the second one. I'm That's pretty what I sure. thought. Yeah, I think so too. So, yeah. um, which I always think is funny. Like that can't look good for his sponsors. You know, like he won the classic. Yeah. Like yeah, and he only <laughs> won it because your crap motor broke down. You know, whatever. But I think it was a Yamaha yeah. too, which they don't really break I think down. It was. Yeah, yeah, they're a really reliable outboard. But anywho, um, Lola and I and my family, like my my side of the family, my yeah. dad and my stepmom and the kids. It was the end of September. I just looked. Okay, end of September <laughs> then. All right, so yeah, over a month. Yeah, Nate was right. Um, we were going to go to this other Mexican joint after going to a, um, farmer's market, right? Isn't that what it was? Yeah. And then we, we realized like really wanting Mexican food. Yeah. Which we always really want tacos. Always. Pretty much legitimately always. But like the other morning I made breakfast tacos just real quick. And bacon, then our kids eggs, were like, I want to bite. Nacho cheese, like straight queso, like nothing authentic, but just really tasty. Uh, some chipotle lime sauce drizzled on top. Easy. Just awesome. Yeah, we- but we were going to go to this other Mexican joint, and then um, some of the kiddos were going to Junie B. Jones' play. kids' play, and so they didn't have time to go to this other one, and we were right by Guac and Roll, and I'm like, dude, let's just try this place. I was like, we haven't been there. It's new. Yeah, and we've I heard of it. I saw but someone post about it, and it looks really, really good, so let's try it. And we didn't know anything about it. Yeah. And we went in, ordered the food, and I will say this, too, right out of the gates, Um Super clean on the inside, which so is clean. really nice. Like yeah. that sounds like that should be duh at a restaurant, but it's but, not always yeah. like that. Uh, especially at like indigenous places. Like sometimes I think people think that like because you're a mom and pop shop, like it's yeah. okay to be gross. You yeah. know, <laughs> like yeah. it's not. That's still grody, dude. Like if I go to a truck stop, I don't want to like leave with gunk on my shoes. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But um, went in super clean, and then. Um, we got uh, the guy who like put in our order. Uh, his name is Carlos, who's actually our guest tonight. Woo-hoo. Really excited. Point, point, point. Big shout out. Shout uh, out. He was super friendly. 
uh, kind of helped us through the menu because we hadn't helpful, been there before. Yeah. And Lola gets really uh, indecisive hey, about no. ordering sometimes. <laughs> and not like she's like, not like, uh, you know, like beef taco, what's in that? Like, not like dumb <laughs> questions, but like she just she gets like, like she wants to have what's really dope. And she'll lean on the people. Like the waiters will be like, well, I really like the salmon, whatever. She'll be like, okay, cool, let's do that. Like she'll, mm-hmm. she'll take suggestions. And so, anywho, the dude at the counter was super friendly. Um, and then we just kind of started chatting. And then I went back up to the counter. I was like, hey, dude, I run a podcast where we talk about fishing and tacos. And I was like, do you fish? And he was like, not really. And I was like, okay, well, you know tacos. Yeah. Would you be down to be on? And he was like, sure. And then, We've just been talking kind of like buddies ever since. And so we went back today um, I to, was just really to like guac and roll. I think um, about it every day. Legitimately, like <laughs> real talk. We're not sponsored by guac and roll. They're not paying us to do this. Their food is freaking good. It's so It's just good. super tasty. It's fresh and it's, mm, it's so good. Yeah, she, and it's the right, like when you get a bit, I had a burrito the size of a baby child. Um, mm-hmm. And like, it's all about the like proportions of what they put in it yeah like even though i'm a dang carnivore if it's all meat and like a little thing of guacamole i don't want that yeah or if it's like all meat and there's like rice stuffed in one corner i don't want that i want a nice smooth you know what i'm saying and like like the way they do their meats and their what it's just so good dude it's just gus was eating the guacamole with a spoon oh, yeah. out of the bowl. Like yeah, we'll have to post. We'll it. have to post that on social. He was eating it like and then it was he'd like go like pudding. this, and he go mmm, and then he yeah, dance he'd go like that. He'd mmm, <laughs> and he'd like take more. And, and Gus's new thing. Gus is our almost two year old. Um, a year and ten That's months. Awesome. Uh, he he would. Uh, he's been doing this thing where he says more, but he says it like a rapper. Like yeah. he says mo. He says mo. He's like mo mo. Like he wants mo, and so he was like eating this guac, and he's like mo. Mm. And then he would like do this <laughs> yes. little shimmy, and, and he's like sharing my burrito with me. Yeah, it yeah. was really cute. And Carlos wasn't working the the counter today when we were there. Um, it was another lady, and she was being like super was friendly so with him, and like he was laughing at her, and like it, yeah, it's just a dope spot. So we're super stoked. Sorry for the rambling. Uh, we're super stoked to have somebody who knows their crap when it comes to tacos and Mexican food as a part of tackling tacos yeah. so we're really excited to have a conversation with carlos coming up in a sec yeah. um, but also lola yeah. hit us with a quick announcement something say, really exciting i'm so excited whoop, whoop. we have our merch available so our store is open wait, do I have- <laughs> wait no, no that's not a joke there it is yeah <laughs> wow that's good um yeah. and so tacklingtacos.com click shop shop we have a shirt we have a hat we have stickers we have a sticker sheet I think, are we going to have that second hat available at some point? Yeah, yeah, we are. Yeah, so if you look at TacklingTacos.com and go to the shop, the hat she's talking about is the one I've been so pumped on. It's a custom-made, um, like these aren't like things you can buy like in the store. Like these hats, they're um, captain's hats, but they're floppy in the front, semi-straight bill with like the rope in the front, and then they have a PVC tackle taco like glued to the front, and the first round of them we got, the glue didn't work. And so our merch guy is going back on his own to like get these like redone. They're so sick though. Like it's a custom hat with a super rad patch and we are getting them redone though. Yes. Yes. So just go, go check out our merch yeah, and go buy represent. A hat, dude. Buy a shirt, buy a, buy a sticker. We have the all fishing is fun fishing stickers. Uh, we have a die cut sticker. We have a little square sticker. And then like Lola said, we have a sticker sheet, like old yeah. school childlike big like eight and a half by 11 sticker sheet with a whole bunch of stickers These are great stocking stuffers hey oh that was good dude Ooh, that was that a good, was good. <laughs> that was a good pitch nate did you get a hold of eric yet you get any merch yet homie 
No, nah, I got to holler at Eric. I'll probably, okay. I'll probably send him a message here tonight and let him know, hey, I'm coming by to yeah. pick some stuff That's up. That's right. So. That's Driving right. all the way to Donahue, not it. for fun. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, There's a lot going on in Donahue, so I'm excited yeah, to get out there. Yeah. You got to be careful. You can't wear certain colors out there. You can't oh, have your hat wow. a certain way. I mean, you will get jumps by Donahue's about the same size as Strum. I bet yeah. you, I will bet though that Working Class is the number one podcast there, but they don't, they don't broadcast from there. Mm. Anyway, anyway. But Eric, the dude from Working Class, one of the two owners of Working Class with Kurt, is their like merch manager and like, He's been my friend for a super long time and like he takes it serious in a really yeah, good way. Like good he doesn't way. he doesn't like cut corners. He knows shipping, he knows inventory, he knows pricing, he knows um margin and all side. that kind of stuff. And so any order that comes in, it doesn't come from us. We don't have the merch here like in our studio. Like he has it and it goes out like right away. Like and so right now we just have like a flat rate shipping for everything. Um so yeah, man, please support the podcast go get you a hat get you a shirt get you a sticker sheet uh whatever and we would love to if you do buy some stuff and we've already had i don't know how many orders but a bunch more than i maybe thought um come through and man if you get your shirt get your sticker like please send us a picture of it because yeah. like this is all so dang exciting to us still yeah. and i hope that never goes away um but like it's really really cool that people are like supporting and buying stickers and buying shirts like send us a picture of you with your shirt on send us a picture with or you tag with, us in something yeah, or, yeah. With your sticker on your truck or your boat or whatever that would be so dope yeah yeah do it yeah we're super stoked super stoked for that and like you said eric is on top of it so he's yeah. getting stuff out real quick and uh you know he doesn't he doesn't mess around with with that and I'd say another thing he doesn't mess around with uh, is putting down big bucks. That him oh and the whole goodness. him and the whole working class team. What's going on? on and they're just hammering them. Yeah, dude. And not just hammering them, but each everybody has shot like good bucks, mm-hmm. not like oh, starter yeah. bucks. Like they've all like Austin Ross, Eric, Doug. Kurt, and then they have an intern yep. named Jordan. Jordan who shot a freak weird thing where the one side's like 130 inches and the other side's like 90 and like just I don't know how big really but yeah. just a weird disproportionate yeah. awesome buck that no one on earth would pass on and gosh they've been on it man congratulations to those guys yeah definitely yeah 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 shout out the whole working yeah. uh, class point, crew point, for sure yeah they're they got they got it figured out that's, yeah they're they're pretty that's dialed. For sure. much, much better than I do that's no yeah, doubt. same. Yeah, yeah. Um, so here, let me share my <laughs> embarrassing story, Nate, and then you can share your embarrassing story. How about that? That sounds good. Okay, and so and then, we'll, and then we'll bring Carlos in. Carlos, thank you for waiting while you listen to us <laughs> talk about absolutely <laughs> nothing. <is> so uh, <laughs> one of the places I hunt near us, and I've never done this until we moved here, so it's all kind of a, a kind of like the podcast. It's like a learning everyday type thing but um i've never hunted public land which really is a different ball game than than private it just is and i'm not that dude yo like i've always been sort of annoyed by those cats who are like this is a good buck for public land or and i shot this on public land like dude quit being a victim you know like knock it off <laughs> like like hunt yeah. with what you have so i'm not right. trying to be that dude but it is different uh and i've been doing this thing where i park at the end of this trailhead like an atv trailhead And then I ride my mountain bike all the way down, probably like, I don't know, a mile and a half to this. this. Dom was like, it's so far. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I brought our oldest boy with us one day, and he's just dying behind me. I hold my bow in my left hand, like off to the side, and then I... This is why you got to watch this on YouTube, because you can see me doing this. It's really good, honey. Yeah, this pedaling thing. Uh, So Dom is dying, (laughs) so I like stop, let him catch up to me, and then I take 
his bow and my bow and hold them and pedal. And it's like pulling me off to the left a little bit. But anyway, so uh, the other night I'm going out after work, get off at four. I'm in the woods by 430, which gives me almost exactly an hour. But it's also deer 30. You know, it's a good time. If you're only going to get an hour, that's a good hour to be out there. And I'm walking through the woods and um, there's a pine tree about tall. How tall is that? Uh, 15, 18 inches, 18 inches, we'll say. And, uh, it catches me on my boot and takes me straight face first to the ground. Like I'm walking by myself and I just, I mean, just fall face first. And I'm just like, I wasn't even that mad. I was just like, this is, uh, on our, on our tackle and tacos, YouTube, there's a video of me snagging the back of my own head with a chatterbait when I went to boat flip a bass during a bass tournament. And it came out and like shot around and like caught me in the back of the head. And I think like the subtitle of that video was like, would this happen to anybody else? Is anybody else walking through the woods and catches the world's smallest shrubbery of a tree and just falls face first? And then you probably can't really see it on camera, but I have like a little cut right here. I have a HHA Virtus uh, rest. And it's got the two little you know, prongs where the arrow sits in. And then it has that little containment thing over the top. I fell on that and broke it smooth off and cut my hand. Poor thing. <coughs> so I'm like out in the like woods. like you were getting emotional. And I, I broke my wrist <laughs> and I'm bleeding in the woods and there's going to be bears. Uh, yeah, but I mean, just that's that's been my season so far. Oh, honey. Yeah, I've seen some stuff, not a lot. Uh, and then I broke my wrist and cut myself. What about you, Nate? How's your archery season going before we bring in the new homie carlos yeah so i've only been able to get out one weekend so far and that was just uh just last weekend but it was pretty eventful saw quite a few deer but absolutely blew uh an opportunity at a really good buck and it's just uh it's just just credit to to how how lousy of a hunter I am and how much oh. more uh, more practice I need, you know? So they, it's kind of like fishing, kind of like fishing when they say, you know, it's time on the water. Yeah. It's it's legit like time in the woods and time yeah. in the stand make you a better hunter. So and not just to bring I need in Carlos, to, I need to but like that. it's the same with food, right? Like the yeah. more you cook, the more you're in the kitchen, the better you get at it, the more you do everything. Yeah, oh yeah. And I agree with you because I don't spend enough time in the woods either. So like I don't think most people trip over themselves and break their rest. So like <laughs> I feel you, dude, completely. Yeah. Yeah, so I didn't, I didn't have, uh, I didn't have those struggles, but uh, I ended up where uh, hunt, hunt a stand that I, I hunt pretty regularly, and I've shot a lot of good deer out of it. It's, it's just a deer killing stand. Yeah. That's like what me and my buddy Darren call it, uh, like the killing stand, because we've both shot so many deer out of this that's stand awesome. over the last yeah. like three seasons or so yeah, um, that it's been up there. But uh, so I'm sitting in the stand, not seeing much for any action, and over my left shoulder. Uh, I see a doe and a buck kind of up on a ridge and it's kind of getting to be about eight o'clock ish and they're kind of meandering up on the ridge and then okay. I see him run her off. So I'm like, hmm, let me try to maybe grunt and see if I can get him to come back. So I do a couple little grunt series yeah. and I don't, I don't know what I'm doing grunting. I just make noise <laughs> with the, with the grunt. I'll be real. You know, I don't know how many times or how loud or how often. I always second guess uh, myself too. Yeah, I don't have a clue. So uh, I hit the grunt a few times, and then I don't know, probably three minutes later, maybe maybe less, I see a buck coming from my opposite side, and uh, he's like walking straight at me, and I'm like, uh, I can't really. He didn't really look like a shooter because he's not like wide. Like I couldn't the way he was walking, yeah. in, he wasn't really like super far outside his ears or anything. Uh, yeah. Um, but he took another five or six steps straight at me. And then he like kind of turns his head and looks at something. And, and it was a big one. <laughs> like, oh, he, was, like, oh, he was big. Oh, geez. 
Yeah. You went from like, yeah, he was, yeah, I went, I went into about pure panic mode. I'm like, Oh my God, this is a big one. And his, his rack was super dark. So it was kind of hard to see in the lower light. Uh, but yeah, oh, he was, he was cool. So I'm like, Oh man, this is a shooter. And he just, he just like, he never stops. He's just on a rope right towards me. And I'm like, Oh man, I got to get my bow. So he kind of looks down a little bit and I reach over to grab my bow. And as soon as I get my bow in front of me, he's just staring at me. (gasps) No, just stop. And at this point, he's like 12 yards away from me. Oh my gosh. So there's no mistake. You're not fooling him at this point. Nope, he's just standing there, twelve yards away. Just start smoking just a cigarette. At me. He's like, "Screw you, dude." <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Look at this fool up yeah. in this tree, man." I I heard about y'all. Yeah. He's like, Bruh, "You funny, <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. 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 So he just he just stands there and stares at me, and I'm like, "Oh my goodness, are you kidding me?" Yeah. So I'm like, I just I stand as still as I possibly can, and I'm just standing there, and it felt like forever. <laughs> it was probably it was probably like three minutes like a solid three minutes and I'm oh, not budging, not time. moving. Yeah, and yeah. He's just staring at me. And finally it like, looks like he's starting to look past me, not quite at me, but kind of look past me. Okay. And so I just kind of sit there for another couple seconds. And then I look over my shoulder and this little buck starts coming off that ridge, that ridge where I saw the other ones. And yeah. he's coming down right, right to my stand. And that's what he was looking at. He's watching that little buck mm. come off the hillside and he comes down the hill and he's now 15, 10 to 15 yards to my left. And I got this big buck right in front of me at 12 yards. And I'm like, man, if, if, if something happens, I, I'm going to make a move. So like, I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta try to shoot this buck. Yeah, like this seriously. is a really good one. So yeah. he, he finally starts, starts to take a step towards that other buck and he walks right behind a tree directly in front of me. Uh, so I'm like, Oh, that's, that's it. This is my time. Yeah, I draw the yeah, bow. And that, that little buck was like, are you kidding me? I'm standing right here and you're going to draw that bow. He just starts acting a fool. No, he gets to stomping. No. Yeah, he gets to stomping and blowing and, wow. and he never runs off, but he kind of like, kind of like hopped around in a circle, like 10 to 12, 15 yards jerk. away from me, just back and forth. And what the big guy do when he was doing that? that? Did he take off or was he, he just, just like, no, uh, he, he stayed right behind the tree. Wow. He never moved. Okay. So now I'm, so now I'm at full draw for yeah. like, I don't know. It felt like, felt like forever again yeah. my arm's starting to shake those elites like, though dude um, like that that let oh, off, yo, you can that, you can just yeah, that let off pretty good yeah that let yeah. off is, is awesome but it mm-hmm. you know after a while it's still it still gets to yeah gets no to doubt be, uh, yeah pain, yeah so. you're still a human so i sit there yeah and as soon as he i'm like as soon as he takes a step out i'm gonna try to light him up like i've got an opening a little window one step and i got him he takes that step and as soon as he does he turns and starts walking directly straight away from me and he like zigzags through all these little trees and and bushes and i just watch him walk away at full draw and he just nothing he just he just cruised on away yeah there's nothing i could do Oh man! That is the most like that and musky fishing. When you get a follow and then they turn away, there's not a more helpless. Like I cannot do anything to get what I want right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There was there was one point where he stopped for a second at about thirty yards, uh, but he was quartering away super hard, Mm. uh, and and I just didn't feel like it was a good shot. I might could have though to have tried to sneak it in there, but I I couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't do it. He was too good of a buck to you know to mess around with. So I let him let him go, and that was think about it. Did you consider? And we went in combine, so yeah. Then you went farming. Did you consider letting him have it when he was that that far with the hard quarter? Oh heck. 
Yeah. Heck yeah. 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 That's yeah it was, it was, it was very, very tempting. Like yeah. I'm like, I think I could probably sneak it through there. Like if I aim here, where will it come out? I'm thinking right. all this stuff and yeah. he's, he's standing there. He stood there for a good, you know, 15, 20 seconds. Uh, Your brain's just. Yeah. So, I, yeah, so it's my wheels are turning. Yeah. I'm running, but, uh, I, I let him go and I, I kind of regret it. My buddy actually saw that deer earlier in the morning. He huh. walked by his stand at huh. about, uh, about 45 yards. And he's like, he's like, if the, if that's the deer, he's like, was he real brown rack and yeah. big on one side and kind of, kind of funky on the other. I was like, yeah, that's it. He's yeah. like, yep. He had a split, split G2 kind of oh, palmated gosh. on the front on the left side. Like it was, it was really, really cool deer. Well, Maybe honestly, you'll see him again. yeah, I think you made the right choice. I really do, man. Like I would not, I mean, I've ne- only once in my life have I like wounded a deer and it was a big doe and I knew she was going to die. It was my homie Ross on his land. Shout out Ross bigger. Oh, that was so bad. That my was ah. Shout out Ross. Uh, <laughs> and he was just like, Hey, that's way to make sure. And then she got found by coyotes. That was the only time I've ever not like just, you know, killed a deer. And that's not a judgment thing. Cause it happens all the time, but yeah. I just, I can't imagine even good hunters, great hunters. You know, there's a lot of variables. You can, you can wound a deer and to wound like a good buck. I mean, I would be, I'd be tore up. Yeah. I mean, I'd be so emotionally tore up. So I think you made the right choice, but that's tough, dude. Well, that's tough yeah. for sure, but yeah. that's uh positivity is worth the effort. Let's, let's keep our brains straight moving in. I'm going to go tomorrow morning, bright and early. Um, take my little mountain bike out with a couple lights on the front and back and yep. hopefully I can shoot something. It's getting cold again right now. Yeah. You're gonna, I'm gonna, you're gonna mark your words. That'd be okay. dope. You'd be like, like prophetic. It. Yeah. I haven't been in the woods yet. I'm yeah. sad. Yeah. Come with me. Just let Gus wake up on his own. That's and... not going to happen. No, that's a bad idea. <laughs> Uh, anyway, yeah, if so just let's... pour some dry cereal out on the table, he'll be good. Yeah, oh, pour, yeah. pour it into his crib. Into his crib. On, on his sleeping face. Oh, so my wakes baby. Up like, you know, just Honey eat. boy. Yeah. So let's bring him in now. Um, again, this is a fella who uh, he and his family own um, a restaurant here in Eau Claire. It's on Barstow Street in downtown. It's called Guac and Roll. Um, I want to talk to him about the name. I want to talk to him about the logo, everything, uh, but the food is just awesome. So good. Just so okay. Real talk. Yeah, baby. One to ten, what would you rank Guac and Rolls food? I know where I'm at on it. It's a ten. I would me. I would say nine and a half because I can't give out me. a ten. I can't. I just can't. But I can't. It's as good. <laughs> and as it's it. a ten. The chips are awesome. The guac is incredible. Makes my the heart tacos happy. are awesome. The, the meat is super good. The Today people at, are wonderful. Yeah, the people at the counter. I, I I didn't know what I wanted for meat, and I was like, "What would you get?" And she was like, "I really like El Pastor." I'm like, "Cool, let's do that." And it was awesome. Super flavorful. Super yep. tender. Um, so we are so stoked to finally have a taco expert. Ayo. You know, we're more like taco eating experts. Yeah. Uh, but we're so pumped to bring him in. So this is uh, our new friend from Guac and Roll. Uh, this is Carlos. Hey. hey Carlos. What up, Woo. Carlos? Uh-oh. Is your mic muted? I think your mic's muted. Well, there it goes. There we go. All right. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, technical problems anyway right away. So how are you, Carlos? Doing very good. Yeah. Thank you guys very much. It's an honor to be here. Yeah, man. We're we're super pumped to have you. Like we were like we were talking earlier, you know, the first time we came down to your restaurant, I you and I talked just briefly and I was like, Hey, would you be willing to be on a podcast? And you're like, Yeah, I think so. You know, like <laughs> why not? So this is your first podcast ever, yeah? This is yeah. Okay. Yeah. So how's it going so far? Good. Been really cool to see. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I've done my fair share of listening to them, but never been on them. Yeah. What uh, what what podcast do you listen to? What do you like? Uh, 
I'm a big fan of comedy, so a lot of comedy oh, stuff. Okay. Um, listen to some Joe Rogan. Yeah. The typical. Yeah, yeah. Everybody um, says Joe. Even people who don't like Joe Rogan listen to Joe Rogan. Yeah. yeah. My favorite has got to be like Christy comedy with Chris Stefano. Okay. Yeah. He's got a podcast called Hey Babe with Sal Volcano. Yeah. Okay. That's what's up. Heck yeah. yeah. I love it, dude. So, um, yeah. here, jump in, Lola. Ask the man some yeah, questions. Let's okay. get after it. We're so, so pumped to have him. Let's go way back and yeah. say, okay, how did you, how did Guac and Roll get started? How about that? Yeah. So, Guac and Roll was Guac and Roll before we had the name. Um, essentially, what ended up happening is my mom and dad worked for Ashley Furniture. And my mom got fed up with work one day and decided to leave that she no longer wanted to work production and she was not having the greatest of times at work. Uh, so she left and quit on the spot and went home. Wow. And, uh, was left jobless. I was already off to college. Um, they had to make ends meet still. So they decided to start selling food. Okay. And this wasn't like their first venture into selling food. They had already tried multiple times before. Okay. They had always been a little bit more on the entrepreneurial side, trying different things, see what worked. Uh-huh. Um, and they started selling these tacos. They would do five tacos and a side of soda. Um, and they would sell them to my dad would go around his line of production work at Ashley Furniture. Okay. He'd go around and ask people if they wanted to order food and he would collect orders like on a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And then by Friday, yeah, they would actually cook it all up. My mom would sit at home and cook it all up and then she would drive it over to Ashley furniture. Oh my gosh, I love she would that. drop, she would drop off the food in coolers. Uh, so we put them in to go boxes and put them in coolers and then she would drop them off and people would just come up to my dad's truck and grab their plate of food that was labeled with their name. Dude. And then they would eventually pay my parents or they would pay my dad on the line while he was working. They would just stop by and give him the money that it was due. Wow. Uh, so it was all an honor system at the beginning Okay. with people taking what was theirs. And luckily we never had an incident where somebody took something that wasn't theirs. That's good. Yeah. Wow. Heck so, yeah, that's awesome. so like at, home like that that's where the food was made just like a regular home kitchen yep it all started in our in our home kitchen wow. where we cooked our meals for ourselves wow. that's dope dude that reminds me nate that reminds me of a uh, one is that Ma- Juan's mom or grandma who does that at, at atlas yep yeah Juan's mom yeah she'd she'd do the same thing he'd take in orders and yeah and come in and, and bring us in enchiladas or tamales, tamales. Oh, those tamales you know, were so, so good. good yeah yes they were yeah that's Yum. dope. Maybe she should start a restaurant. Yeah. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So um, how did your how'd your mom like know how to cook, Carlos? How, how did she, because I mean, obviously like, you know, you could tell me like, hey man, let's have tacos tomorrow. Like, sure. But making food for someone else to buy, that's a different game, right? Yeah. Like how, how did she know how to cook so well? Uh, so cooking was always really big for them. She comes from a large family. She's got eight siblings and they grew up wow. in Mexico. Okay. Mm-hmm. And... Cooking was just all part of a, a family uh, thing that happened. Um, she started cooking with her sisters at the age of like six to seven. I love that. Um, and by the age of, I think, middle school time, she was cooking meals for her family entirely. Huh. Um, so it's always been like something uh, that their family would bond over. That's so sweet. Yeah, that's amazing. What? Uh, where in Mexico is your family from? 
Yeah, so my dad is from uh, Jalisco. Okay. He was born in Jalisco, and then he went to San Luis Potosí at the age of 10. Uh, that's where he grew up with okay. my grandparents. And then he also has another eight siblings. So they both come from oh, large it. families. Wow. So you can only imagine what like, Thanksgiving looks for yes. us. Yeah, that's amazing. Right? Yeah, that's cool. Do you still have family like in Mexico? Uh, my dad's got one brother okay. still over in Mexico. And my mom doesn't have any siblings over in Mexico anymore. Okay. They're That's pretty cool. much all in Arcadia. Oh, okay. Besides one of them that lives over in California. Yeah, okay. so we're from Arcadia, which is yeah. like an hour south of Eau Claire, like half hour away from Strom where you guys are. Yeah, yep. Yep. yeah, we know exactly. Yeah, I go to La Crosse sometimes and like you go through Arcadia where that Ashley is like on your yep. way to La Crosse there. So yeah, I'm, I'm familiar with it for yeah. sure. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that's really neat, man. I love that. Um do you fish at all, Carlos? Does your family fish? Do you guys spend time outdoors? Do you do anything like that? We've done our fair share of fishing. Okay. Nothing too extreme, and we weren't very good at it. It was mostly <laughs> like okay. tossing a worm on a hook and yeah, throwing it out perfect. and hoping for the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's great. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I, I, I had yeah. to ask you a fishing question, right? I mean, we're mostly a fishing podcast. Yeah. But, um, Carlos, let me ask you a really vague, and I would love for you to get as detailed as you feel like you want to. Um, actually, let me ask you one question first. What did you go to college for? IT network specialist. Oh, okay. And do you use that at the restaurant now? Um, I have. Yeah. I'm the one that set up all of our POS system, like yeah. our point mm-hmm. of sale system, and um, set up all our printers, our kitchen display system, so that when people take the order at the register, it goes back to the kitchen. So my networking kind of came into play with that, yeah. with us jumping into this restaurant and being fully set up. I didn't have any idea of what the network looked like here. So I had to create a diagram for myself and then get everything rocking and rolling, communicating with each other. That's oh, dope. That's yeah. really great. Yeah, I can tell, yeah. I can tell by your vibe. You're not, you're not dumb. That's, that's pretty obvious. <laughs> uh, so the, the vague question I wanted to ask you, Carlos, but get in as much detail as you can. Nate, Lola, follow up, prod this fellow. Let's get some answers here. <laughs> what makes a good taco, Carlos? Onion and cilantro. <laughs> oh, <Hey-o. laughs> don't, don't tell Nate that Nate hates onions I, I onion cilantro is it dude yeah it is yeah so I mean like like get detailed like what about the meat what about the the um, tortilla what about the are you fixings? a corn tortilla or a flour tortilla guy it's gotta be corn yeah. corn tortilla yeah. do you double and it up yeah so we double up our tortillas yeah, yep. we've been doing that at home for the longest time yeah um and it's got to be, the meat's got to be nice and juicy. You yeah. can't have a dry taco. No. That's it. That's yeah. the quote yeah. right there. Uh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Does, uh, does the meat dictate the toppings for you ever? Or is oh, it like steak, El Pastor, uh, carnitas, all of it, cilantro and onion? It's pretty much all the cilantro and onion and salsa. Yeah. Can't forget the salsa. Yeah. Oh, all my right, gosh, dude. Right. Y'all, y'all's salsa there, which is more of like a – hopefully I'm not saying something wrong here, Carlos, so you can just tell me to shut up. But um, <laughs> y'all's salsa is more of like a sauce than a salsa. Like it's like it's more liquidy. It's not like it's a not chunky. chunky. Um, but my gosh, in heaven, I had the, the green – the, I don't know if you call it salsa verde uh, with like cilantro the in it. The mild one. Uh, yeah. The milder one. And then I also had like the fire and the extra fire today. And he tried the extra fire. He goes, oh yeah, it's good. It's not really too different from the yeah. fire. And then he's like, let's put some more on. And it was like really red. Yeah. And then he's like, he took a big bite and he's like, 
okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's I, I got me. I got a hot spot. I got like a peppery, and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. He's like, that was a peppery Real, one, but flavorful though. Like, yeah, like, like, and y'all make that in house, so yes. Correct. Yeah, my mom makes it. Yeah, that's less her heart. Dude. So yeah, I don't want all the secrets, but what goes into a good sauce? How do you make a sauce good? Like, what do you what do you guys throw in it? Uh, so first off, it's gonna be spicy because. Uh, you need spice my, for your sauce. Yeah, yeah, the mild oh, even had a little it kick. It did. The mild not had a like bite to it. Bad, but like so yummy. Flavorful. Yeah, yeah. When you tried the salsa verde, uh, and you were like, "Oh, that's spicy." I was, I was like, like, "Okay, you do not want this spice. fire. Then you don't want yeah. this extra fire. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's spicy. <laughs> you don't want this one." Yeah. 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 Okay. Keep going, Carlos. Keep going. Yeah. So our chila is we toast them. It's, that's how we get our toastiness flavor. That's what yeah. gives it that perfect toastiness. Yeah. Um, essentially. And uh, using the chile ar- chile de arbol for the red salsa, and jalapenos for the green. Yeah. And coming up to Eau Claire, before we had a large Hispanic following over in Arcadia. Yeah. It's prim- primarily Hispanics down there that were our customers. And coming up to Eau Claire, it's predominantly um, white people. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we've had to tone back our salsa. Because <laughs> they're like crying. <laughs> Man. Bunch of wussies. Yeah, awesome. what a bunch of wussy white folks. <laughs> Jeepers creepers, dude. That's funny. But um, we have been surprised with um, the amount of other white people, too, that uh, do like a spicy salsa. They're yeah. mostly the reason why we bred in our fire and our extra fire. Yeah. Um, because... There was a few people that were saying that it wasn't spicy enough, and they wanted more. So like, we gave them the heat. Just wait. Here yeah. it is. Yeah, right. Yeah. So how do you how do you go uh, yeah. about something like that, Carlos? Is it just like a matter of experimenting? Like try this. Okay, that's pretty good. But we could go a little hotter. Add a couple more. Whatever. Um, try. Th- is it just experimentation, and then you kind of try and duplicate that, or how do you go about doing that? Bringing down the level of spiciness, up or down, or just getting it where you want it to where you can reproduce it every day. So the way that it works is we essentially start off with the hottest. We make our, our base and we use that as our extra fire. And then we add tomatillos to the salsa to bring it down. Oh, that's, that's cool. cool. Yeah, that's like that's a cool <laughs> little yeah, I like that a lot. That's yeah. really dope, dude. And this is this is my mom's wizardry in the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. That's I love that so a lot. Cool. So it went from I'm bringing it back again. Yeah, so please do. Having your mom cook, your dad bring it to work, all of that. And then what? Then what happened? Yeah, so my dad got this crazy idea of getting a food trailer. Mm. And he started looking online, started looking anywhere and everywhere. Um, And we eventually stumbled upon a good deal uh, over in Oklahoma. We had to go to Oklahoma City to go pick this trailer up. So we drove 13 hours one way to go get it. And we got the trailer, everything looked good, whatever, we made the deal, made it happen, hooked it up. Nobody wanted to drive it out of the city, so I'm the one that buckled up and <sighs> took the wheel. Okay, good. <laughs> like, yeah. And when was that? And then it was like a, it was okay. like an 18-hour drive back to Arcadia because we hit a snowstorm and just oh, the weight gosh. of the, uh, oh, the trailer itself. Uh, but we went down to Oklahoma... It was uh, end of 2018, I believe. 18, okay. No, it was March 2nd, actually. March 2nd, 2019. I had it in my notes. Oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah, I think that's great. Yeah. Okay. And so then when, so if you, if you got the trailer from Oakley homie uh, (laughs) in March of 18, when did you fire up 
the the March of nineteen. 19. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. nineteen. When when did you decide to fire up uh, and start actually selling tacos? Yeah, so when we got the trailer, we kind of had taken a look at like what licensing and all that sure. entailed of. Yeah, but it w- we didn't actually jump into the whole process until we had it. So it took us a few months to be able to open up. It wasn't until June second that we actually opened up and had our first day of sales. Wow. I don't think that that's too much time. I mean, no. March to June—that's great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When uh, when you when you found the trailer, was it like already set up for yeah, a food trailer, like you. the fryers, the griddles, all that sort mm-hmm. of stuff already? Nice. Okay. Yep. Yep. That's why it, what made it a good deal for us is because it came fully prepped with what we needed it for. Yeah. Yeah. So heck yeah. Um, let me uh, kind of piggybacking off of what Lola was saying, like the family dynamic. Um, so your mom is the mad scientist, apparently like the, <laughs> you know, the genius, you know, culinary brain here. And your dad is sort of like the, I don't know if you want to say entrepreneur, but he's the one like peddling it to people at our, you know, at the Arcadia, um, Ashley and yeah. whatever. Did, did you guys all sit down and have a conversation like, dude, I think we can actually do this. You know, like in, in our world, uh, Carlos of like fishing, one of the questions we ask a lot of pro fishermen is like, when did the light bulb turn on? Like, dude, I can actually make a career catching these underwater animals. Yeah. Like when did it for you guys become a thing where like, dude, we can like, we're selling so many tacos here. Like what if we got a food truck and then what if we actually started a business and what, like, when did you guys have a conversation of like, yo, let's actually go for this. It wasn't until we got the food trailer, um, right before we got the food trailer, we kind of start, started to see that this is something that could become sustainable for us and a way to to make money. Yeah. Um, it was right before we got the food trailer, my dad decided to also quit his job because he saw that they were leaving money on the table, mm. um, not doing that full time. Okay. Just because the amount of... Uh, orders that were coming in, it was becoming too hard for my mom to be able to do on her own. And my dad was taking time off of work to be able to do it as well. And we were all taking time off of work to visit and it was visiting and working. Wow. That's so cool. (laughs) That's so cool. I freaking love that. I do too. Yeah, that's really cool. So do you still have the food trailer? We do. We still have the food trailer and I think we're, we're pretty much shut down for the end of till the end of this year. Yeah. And we won't be bringing it back until spring do you of do like far- 2024. Okay. Do you do like farmer's markets or yeah, where like, do you go where with do that? You go and with do you have it? to get like permits for that kind of stuff too? Or like if you set it up at like a, I don't know, this is Wisconsin. If you set it up at like a quick trip, do you have to get like written permission from wherever you're going to set it up? How does that work? So many Yeah. Questions. So you got to get permission yeah, from the lot or wherever you're posting up at. Okay. And then depending on what city you're in, you got to follow the city's regulation for food trailers. Uh, so it's like letting other restaurants know that you're posting up there mm. and stuff like that. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, and then. Yeah. That's when, awesome. when did the, when did the name come about? Cause now, yeah, now yeah. We're, 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 you got the food truck, you, you, you got the idea, everything's rolling. When did, when did guac and roll come, come about? Yeah. Yeah, so it actually happened shortly after we got back from getting that food trailer. We didn't have a name yet while we were down there and getting everything. Uh, we came back and we all sat down around the table, uh, everybody being myself, my sister, um, which is the lady that you were talking to. That's what I was going to ask. We were the register. Yeah. Yeah. She's so sweet. Yeah, she's cool. Yep, she's my sister. Uh, my brother, who's older, uh, my sister-in-law, his wife, and uh, my mom and dad. 
we all sat down at the table and we told everybody to write down like four or five different names on a sheet of paper. Wow. And everybody wrote down their, their top guesses or whatever, their suggestions. And then we did a voting system. Um, we all voted on like the top five initially what we wanted. And then we went down to like two cool. and then down to one and walk and roll is the one that won. <laughs> Who wrote that down? Yeah, Whose was it? My brother. Okay. Nice. That's awesome. Was anybody like against it? Cause it's not a typical Mexican restaurant name. No, we all sort of fell in love with it okay. right away. Yeah, we were cool. like, this is a really cool idea it's because unique. it also worked perfectly because we were the trailer at first. So the guac and roll, roll. the roll oh, wasn't yeah. part, the trailer part. Yeah. Double entendre. Yeah, that's smart. So it was yeah. perfect for us. So we were yeah. like, yeah, this is it. There's yeah. no going back. Yeah. And your guac is top notch. And the guac is really, ask Gus. Yeah, oh, yeah. He, he eats it like it's pudding. <laughs> like he just goes, did you see him eating it today, Carlos, where he's eating it and dancing? He was like looking over at you. I don't know if that's like a, you know, you know, like in really culinary, whatever, there's like the Michelin star rating. I don't think there's like a dancing Gus rating, but if there was, yeah. y'all would be top of the line. Oh, y'all yeah. would be the, y'all would be the top <laughs> shop around, boy. He was, sure. he was feeling it. So is it still a family vibe at the restaurant now? Like who's behind the scenes? Yeah. How does that look? Yeah, so it's still very, very family-oriented. Um, along the way, we've been able to hire some of our cousins uh, to help oh, us out cool. with like the, the food trailer. So we had, we've always had a lot of family helping us out, which we've been really grateful for. And even still here, we've got some family helping us here. So we're all pretty tightly lit, uh, tightly knit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, does your mom still cook? Yep. She's still the, the wizard behind all of our food. Really? <laughs> so oh, great. that's so rad, dude. I know we keep jumping around, yeah. but I want to get like the full story. Okay, oh, yeah, so please. you went from the trailer yeah. and you still run that. So then when did the restaurant come about and how mm -hmm. did you decide to jump into that but still keep the trailer and all yeah. that? Yeah, so it was actually on March 31st of this year that uh, somebody posted on the Oakler Foodies page on Facebook that teriyaki madness has had shut down and uh i had been to teriyaki madness myself and funny enough like one of the times that i visited i vividly remember sitting in the seats out there and thinking like this would be a really dope spot for wow. us to be able to open up our restaurant oh my now. gosh i have goosebumps yeah, That's that. cool. yeah. yeah. That's and so it, cool. it's something that's made up but i swear it's it's true yeah. and uh yeah so that's awesome they posted on the oakler foodies page that they closed and i immediately uh, Googled who owned the building that they were in, and I called the the company, the real estate company, yep. and we got into talks. Uh, lucky enough, we were the first ones that reached out. Oh my god! Uh, so I told them to put our name on the list right away. Yeah. While this was happening, uh, my dad had gone to Mexico because he had uh, one of his uncles on his deathbed, and oh. his dying wish was to see his brother, my dad's dad. Uh, so my dad went down there to uh, to go take his father oh, to his uncle's deathbed. Yeah. And while he was down there, I called him. I was like, Dad, guess what? We, this is a great opportunity. They came up, whatever. He got really excited. Well, he's dealing with all of that. Yeah. And uh, he came back and we got to work right away, like setting up meetings for us to be able to jump in here and take a look at it to start talking what the lease was going to look like. We started running numbers on our end to see if we could maybe figure this out. And luckily for us, all the all of the T's crossed and all of the I's got dotted, yeah. and uh, we were able to make it happen. 
Wow. It's, I'm so glad. Yeah, me too. And when, when did you guys open the doors? When did that actually happen? Yeah, so we signed on June 9th, I think it was. Of this year? I uh, know, May 9th. May 9th, we signed. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize it was that yeah. new. Holy yes. moly. Dude, y'all are killing it, dude. Because we were there today. Lola said it was this. like 2 like, p.m. It 2:30. was like the armpit of the restaurant world. Nobody goes to eat at like 2 o'clock. It's usually dead. And we were there. There was a table behind us. There was another lady in there. There was a dude getting take uh, like takeout. We, there were like seven people while we were there in like yeah, a half Yeah, like the hour. worst possible time. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Yeah, we were Yeah, we were stoked, dude. We talked about this today, Carlos. And Nate, I don't know if you've seen it. We've had a few people um, from like our vast social media influence that we have um, who have gone to Guac and Roll because of the podcast where we talked about Guac and Roll. And then they would like tag us like, oh, I'm trying the whatever. I think some people might have just messaged us too. We should put that out there. Yeah, yeah. One dude was like, oh, I'm trying the Barstow burrito. And I was like, I messaged him back. I'm like, dude, that's what I, I don't know the feller, but I was like, that's what I had, dude. It's dope. And Mm -hmm. anybody who's gone down there has been like on board with it. Yeah. Yeah. It's so... so so freaking good yeah yeah how long were you guys in talks again we keep going backwards but i love these details yeah how when did you decide did you wonder um can we take it from a food truck to an actual brick and mortar restaurant how long were you considering that before you pulled the trigger on it with that location i must have been like towards the end of like 2022 like the later half of the year, uh, we had been talking about how, but would have been, it'd be cool for us to be able to open up a brick and mortar. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we didn't really like actually start turning any pages. We didn't uh, pick up any flyers for like looking for locations or anything like that. We kind of just talked about it and said, it'd be really cool for us to do something like that. And 2023 came into play. Um, I moved back home because I lived up here in Eau Claire with some cousins and uh, they wanted to move back home. So I didn't want to live with random people. So I decided to move back with my family. Mm-hmm. And I was planning on moving over to Minneapolis. Mm. So we weren't even like any in talks of getting a restaurant or anything like that. I was going to move over to Minneapolis living with some friends. Um, and unfortunately, at the end of January, I fell skiing and I broke my arm. Oh, my gosh. Oh. So that caused me not to like be able to move to Minneapolis. So that held me down. I was like, all right, I'm going to stick this oh. out. I'm going to get, I'm going to do all my recovery here, living at home. Like I'm going to take advantage of living with my family. Uh, They're going to yeah, be able to help me definitely. out. Definitely. Yeah, Smart. Sure. So on and so forth. And, um, this, this kind of came up, like I was planning on leaving around the April time. That's when my dad had, uh, been in talks with his uncle about his whole situation with not him doing, with him not doing good, uh, health wise. So I decided to stick around for that. Mm. And at the end of April is when the wheels started turning for the restaurant. Dude, the things that lined up for this to work out. I know. It's kind of, you know, I don't know where you're at, like your beliefs in life, but like that sounds like God kind of had a plan on some level. Like God wanted y'all to make me a burrito. You know what I'm it's, it's like so beautiful and then, <laughs> and then I just, where were you where were you uh skiing at carlos were you at like afton or trollhagen or where were you at i was over at mount lacrosse oh, okay mount lacrosse yeah yeah all right right on i was just curious i love uh i love snowboarding and skiing so i was just wondering you love skiing well not skiing Funny so enough. much but snowboarding you're yeah. so cute i've never skied but. i don't recommend it 
<laughs> yeah, it's not it's not very big. I mean, uh, in the area, it's not really the number one spot. And to you go break to. arms. And it's an arm breaker, apparently. Yeah, which is a deal breaker for the uh, resort, you would think. Also, I'm such a jerk, Carlos. You said you broke your arm, and I said, "Oh snap!" Not even really realizing, <gasps> like, what a terrible response. I'm sorry, <laughs> wow. Jeepers creepers! What a turd. But, <laughs> yeah, anyway, a real like, jerk oh. move there, bro. Yeah, sorry, guys. <laughs> When I broke it, I started cracking jokes because I had to tr- try to keep myself under control. Because I started yeah. getting mad, and I was like, "I got to chill out." Yeah, which uh, so I started what, popping what, jokes. What did you break? Like what arm? What part? Broke my left arm. My humor. Like high. Yeah, that's a tough Jeez. one. Yeah, that's that's not a that's not a common. So that's surgery too. Then you had to have like to put it back together yeah. or what? Yep. Wow. Gosh, no yep, thanks. I had surgery. Got a big plate now running from my elbow wow. to like three quarters of my arm yeah wow so have you considered that like have you thought about the idea that like holy crap a lot of things kind of lined up you know like, like we're I, supposed I, oh, yeah. to be doing this yeah sometimes you don't really see yeah. what's going on when you're in the midst of it and then you pause for a little bit of reflection and you go whoa you know like even again like like uh jordan lee winning that classic like i'll bet in the moment he's fishing the biggest tournament of his life yeah. and his engine goes out how does he not spin out and be like, dude, this sucks. But instead it's like, dude, if my engine wouldn't have gone out, I probably wouldn't have won the Bassmaster classic. If I didn't break my arm, I probably would have gone to Minneapolis and then I wouldn't have been here for this. And I might not have been, you know, a part of the driving force to make guac and roll a reality. It's just crazy how things line up that sometimes in the moment we don't see, you know, like, do you, do you think about that at all, Carlos? Yeah. Yeah. I definitely reflected on that. Um, I was actually driving in the car with my mom and, we were talking about how everything worked and we kind of just both reminisced and enjoyed that moment together, being able to like put all the pieces together for this yeah. to happen. So yeah. What's your mom's name? Eulalia. Oh my gosh. I love it. Yeah, dude. She's awesome. <laughs> shout out. Big shout out. <laughs> yeah. She's Louise. Man. She goes by Mini. Mini? Mini. Mini. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's the cutest thing ever. Okay. I love yeah. her. So, um, <laughs> yeah, she's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, what a what a great. I have to give her a high five the next. Yeah, what a here. great uh, chef, it. human, everything. Jeepers yeah. creepers. So Carlos, take uh, take me take me down the path. How how did you guys come up? Were you so you have guac and roll, uh, as Nate asked about. It's a pretty unique name, um, and I applaud the crap out of you. Truly applaud you for doing something not typical, you. and you know not like not like La Hacienda or El. Tapatillo or what or the patio or whatever <laughs> all these like you know are like the Hernandez Cochina or like all no diss yeah. but like your name is definitely super unique I applaud the fact that you had the balls to go that yeah. route like you know to like start a company and then to name it something non-typical yeah, is pretty awesome having a restaurant like especially in Eau Claire like there are a lot of foodies yeah and okay? there's a lot of Mexican and a restaurants. lot of Mexican yeah but like I don't know what I don't know what I'm saying. I just yeah. think that that's like a tricky thing to do and y'all are really nailing tricky. it. Yeah, really difficult. Um, so you got all that. <laughs> Tell me about your logo. How did you come up with a with an avocado doing like devil's horns? How, <laughs> how did you come up with that as the logo? It's so cute and awesome. And Gus loves it, by the way. Yeah, he does. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, so the logo came about with when we, start, when we got the food trailer, we realized that we had the name. So now we just needed a logo and I'm the one that kind of took that vision okay. and uh, started going online and searching what we could do. Yeah. I'm not a good artist myself, but I knew that we could go on Fiverr oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. pay these artists yeah. to design stuff for us. So that's what we did. Yeah. Um, we started paying, we, I think we paid like 
four different designers yeah. uh, to, to come up with different ideas for us. Funny enough, we didn't go with any of them. Really? We ended up rocking with the design that the person who actually put the stickers on our trailer. Yeah. We had him do another version too, just okay for shits and giggles at that point. Yeah, sure, sure. And we ended up rolling with his because we huh. liked his a lot better. Yeah, wow. yeah. I, I, he, That's awesome. Doesn't, does your little guac guy doesn't he have like a rag on his head too or something? Yeah, so he's got a bandana that he goes <laughs> around his head. Oh my gosh, he's so cute. Does he have a name? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Does he have a name? No, so we've been oh, meeting to get get a name for him. Mm-hmm. The idea that I have is for us to do some sort of giveaway. Yes. Uh, with letting our customers take uh, action and naming him. Okay, yeah. I, I have oh, a name right yeah. now. If you're That's a Star awesome. Wars yeah. fan, I would call him Chew Guaca. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like Chewbacca, but Chew Guaca. And he could, he could walk, you could make like a suit. He could walk around and make like, that'd be, that was terrible. That was I'm just so playing. I don't know. bad. Um, but just you could, it would, be, it would be dope though to have like a, like a little suit, you know, like a little, um, what do you call those? Like a mascot? Yeah, like a mascot. He could walk around just doing like, what's up? Doing like devil's horns. He could play like electric guitar. Or he guitar. could say hola. Yeah, but it'd be cooler if he was like, dur, 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 like walk and roll, you know, like, I, I mean, I would just call him Guaki or something cute, but. Oh my God. Oh, that's what you should. You should move to Mill Guaki. Honey. Sorry. I'll stop. <laughs> These are so bad. The wheels are turning. Yeah. The wheels are not, I, the wheels are slipping. I yeah. love, I love the idea of doing a giveaway and yeah, having them name smart. Like that's You'll like. actually en- get good names. Because that's <laughs> engaging. It is. And people yeah. love winning stuff and. Yeah, I love that. I think yeah. that's you should definitely do that, and we'll promote it for you. Yeah, we'll promote it, and I'll put in a name, and it won't be good. Okay, there it is. Hopefully, no one picks it. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, no. I'm trying to think. I'm like, <laughs> uh, that's all I'm thinking of right now. Is like he's gonna like be laying in bed tonight, and he'll sit up and I'm say a, a name. Like, that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my yeah. god, Nate, you got anything, homie? Sorry, we've been talking a bunch. Yeah, yeah. No, I just want to know. Uh, so his his mom is like the mad scientist behind the whole deal. Did her culinary wizardness yeah. like rub off on you at all like mm. do you like to cook you know how do you how does that how does that play out unfortunately it did not rub off on me. <laughs> you're like all right mama cook for me yeah yeah i'll eat it, yeah. I'll eat it. it up <laughs> yeah carlos you're way too skinny though for a mom cooking like that dude <laughs> that's more recent i used to be i used to be fatter huh? i was, oh I was a, a bigger so child growing up oh, and, that's so uh, cute decided that <laughs> I had to kick my health in the gear. Okay. Whoa. So are you like active? Are you like, yeah. are you like fit? Are you going to the gym and stuff? Is that what you're saying or what? Yeah. I try to go to the gym every okay. day. Wow. Oh, respect cool. that. At least yeah. five times a week. Yeah. Dang. That's hardcore, That's dude. Awesome. Heck yeah. So how did you guys decide what to put on the menu? Yeah, because that is like, a good question. Like Jordan was saying earlier, like some menus are like, oh my gosh, there's too much to choose from. Yeah. And people like me are like super anxious. And they're like, I don't know yeah, what to it's do. Like overwhelming. And then, yeah. But you guys, I feel like it's a perfectly crafted menu and you can make it specific to what you want without being overwhelmed. And you have some non-traditional stuff too, which is really like, like don't you have like Bidia Ramen? Yeah, we saw you we post do. about that. Yeah, and I was like, so what I mean, the you, have, you have some really unique stuff, but you have some like what you'd want. Like if, you, if you're like, I want to go to a Mexican restaurant and get some dope tacos. You have that, mm-hmm. but you also have some different stuff. How do you choose what goes on a menu and what doesn't? Uh, that, that's been like a, that's been hard uh, because my dad's the one that's been pushing, getting a bunch of stuff on the menu, doing mm-hmm. different stuff. And okay. uh, we've been more of the ones we being like my sister, my brother and I, 
have been more of the ones telling them that we got to stay focused. Um, We got to do, we got to keep it small and we got to keep it focused on what we get, the small stuff that we do make or the limited amount of stuff that we do make. We got to make the best of it. Yeah. Do it so well. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy right now when you're talking, there are so many, Nate, are you hearing this? Lola, are you hearing this? I'm hearing so many parallels to like competitive bass fishing and some of the stuff he's saying. You know, like you could have 50 techniques or you could have a couple that you're really good at that you stay simple with, like you with a jackhammer or whatever. Um, Yeah. yeah, And so how do you how do you temper that, Carlos? How do you say, Dad, I I agree. Maybe we could try a couple new things, but also we got to kill it in this way first. You could have like the things that he wants to try, like say, okay, that could be our special on Thursday. Let's see how it does. And if people are like, bring back the Bidia ramen or Or bring back the whatever then it's like, okay, then we'll do that. Or for a limited time, we're doing this. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. The way that we kind of do it is we've got to add one particular thing or we can only change like one different variable and have that one thing give us multiple different outputs. Okay. Uh, For example, like gorditas are one that we've played around with bringing in because the only thing that we need to add is like the gordita itself, like the flower gordita. And we can make that with any of our meats that we have. Sure. And we could add any of the other toppings that we have. So it's just adding one variable into the mix of being able to produce a bunch with it. Okay. Um, stuff that we probably wouldn't bring into, into play would be an example. It's a bad example because we've already done it kind of uh, enchiladas. <laughs> okay. Um, but like we're not going to go out of our way to make a bunch of stuff for only one thing that we can produce. Okay. Yeah, that makes for sense. For one final product. Yeah. yeah. And does, does some of the stuff that you make there, like uh, we're kind of, again, jumping all over the place, but yeah. you talked about your mom and a family of eight and she was, you said your mom was not the oldest, correct? Correct. Yeah. Yet she was like the chef. Like, do you take things that she made back then for her family and like kind of make it in the restaurant or like, is that, is that the start of some of the dishes you make there? Yeah. Like the rice that she's made or that she makes here has been the rice that they've so made good. at their house. Huh. forever oh that's so I cool that. yeah that's really that's neat okay. man man Yum. You, i mean i'm just the salsas too yeah the salsas she used to make for our thanksgiving just okay. for our family before mm. and now it's turned into something that a lot of people get to enjoy i guess yeah. we should probably go to their thanksgiving we probably should is what i'm thinking yeah yeah lola's inviting <laughs> herself over for you have such a giant family you probably won't even notice i'll blend right in yeah I won't. They'll be like, who brought the white dude? What the and I'll be like, I'm Puerto Rican. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. I just brought, I brought this guy. And I'll be the white guy who's like, oh, that's so spicy. <laughs> he, don't, he don't like hot sauce. Yeah. <laughs> Except for the fact that I actually do. I love spicy yeah. stuff. Yeah, so in that way, I'd be okay. But, oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, so um, what was I? I just had a question on the tip of my tongue. Oh, um, did your mom trip at all? Did she have any issues like, dude, this is my family recipe. I don't want to sell this to everyone. Was there any of that at all? Or was she like stoked to, to sell it? Uh, she's stoked on the part of selling it and getting it out there. She's not so stoked about getting it out there and like, even like our, our co or our workers, um, like, like tools. Uh, she's, she doesn't like giving out her recipes, like her salsa recipe. She won't give out. Yeah. Yeah. Good for her. Good for, I love that. Keep Atta, it mama. Like, yeah. a girl, Minnie. <laughs> yeah. That's really dope. Um, would you be willing to Carlos, um, kind of show us around a little bit the restaurant or if you can't you can't i don't know i don't know what what you're working with right now but we love that place yeah yeah i can bring you around sweet 
Where are you right now? So are you we've in the already back? shut down, basically. I'm in our office, okay. in our back office. Oh, man, we're behind the scenes right oh. now, boy. <laughs> yeah. You get to see all right. the... You get to see our mess back here. Okay, like what's it. your hey? What's your sister's name? Vienna. Vienna. Shout out Vienna. She was so nice. She was to so us sweet. Today. She was like playing peekaboo. Yeah. She was so yeah, sweet. Shout out Vienna. That's a beautiful she name. Loves kids. I love that. Oh, she's so but good. With I'll them. show you more of the restaurant itself instead of myself. Yeah, but even that. Look at the back. It's clean. Yeah, it's as so crap. Clean. it's like a surgical center. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, that's one of the biggest things that we try to keep out. An eye for is cleanliness. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because, like you yeah, said, geez. we go to restaurants ourselves awesome. and mm-hmm. we want to see that the restaurant is clean. So, if we're going to uphold people to those standards, we got to uphold yeah. ourselves too. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Hopefully. This uh, is so fun. Yeah. Hello, people. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> this, I mean, honestly, yes, though, if anybody from like, sure. the Eau Claire area watches this, I think it'll make them feel more like want to eat there. Yeah. Like, knowing behind the scenes is just clean as a as a doctor's mm-hmm. office. Okay, I'm hungry again. I know, Come dude. On. When he was talking earlier about the sauces, I was getting <laughs> hungry again. Clean up every night. Oh, that's great. Wow. Hey. Hello. <laughs> wait, wait. Hey, show, show that show that feller's back, would you? Let's get a look at the logo. Can we see the logo? Yeah, there it is. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guacky. <laughs> Sorry. That's so bad. Yeah. Oh, look at that. It's so cute. And simple. Yeah. Like it's just clean. Yep. I love that light on the wall. Yeah, that one's dope. It's so cute. Yeah, with the logo on it. Mm-hmm. And then it's downtown Eau Claire. Like yeah, that's the really heart of Eau Claire. Spot. Super good spot to go. Have you ever thought about staying open later, Carlos, with like all the bars and stuff? Because like people come in there after the bars close, or is that not something you guys ever thought of or want to do? We've played around with the idea, but yeah. we're we don't think we're going to because we already have a long enough day as it is. Yeah, yes. dude, I'm sure. When do you guys open normally? We open up at 11 a.m., but we get here at like eight to eight thirty to start prepping. Yeah, eight to eight thirty. Wow. You're there until nine thirty every night. Yeah, that's a long day. Seriously. Yeah, that's. Yeah, a- that's and then, for do sure. you go back to Arcadia? Uh, no, no, we live up in Eau Claire. You live in Eau Claire. Oh, okay. when we opened I up. Too. I was like, dang. Yeah. For that's like a- the first month or two, we lived in Arcadia still. Yeah, that's a ways, dude. Oh, oh you got that's cute. so Oh, you got cute. a female guacky. <laughs> I love her. You got a little guacita. <laughs> yeah, boy. Oh, my God. Sorry, awesome. I'm an idiot. So cute. Yeah, super clean, dude. I love it. Heck yeah. Yeah, thanks for the tour. <laughs> yeah, dude. that was so yeah, good. Yeah, we appreciate you. We really do. So yeah. what's uh let me, let me ask you just a couple more questions and we'll we'll let you go whenever whenever you're needing to get out of here. But um what's in the future, man? Have you guys thought long term, like do you see multiple guac and rolls? Do you um continue or do you have like a fleet of food trucks or because I know Eau Claire is like pretty food trucky, like you could probably have more than one to have them in different locations. Like what's in the future for you guys? Yeah, we've played around with a, a lot of different ideas. We've played around with the idea of opening up a different guac and roll location and serving the same food. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've played around with the idea of bringing on more food trucks and basically using this restaurant as like the center base for them sure. and then yeah. stocking up the food trucks and sending them to different locations. Yeah, Places like Independence, Arcadia, yeah. Lacrosse, yeah. uh, Menominee, Chippewa Falls. Mm-hmm. All these sort of neighboring cities. Yeah. Strum. <laughs> Come to Strum. <laughs> yep. Can't forget it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Wow. That's and we've also played around with the idea of opening different restaurants in Eau Claire huh. uh, or surrounding areas with different sorts of food because okay. my mom has an endless uh, recipe book in her head. Oh, wow. snap. Gosh, we need to be her friend. I know. Golly. Me. What were you going to say, Nate? I heard you saying something. Yeah, I was going to say... Uh, I think they need to get uh, get the food truck down to one of those major tournaments in lacrosse. Yeah. Oh my oh gosh. They would. Oh my gosh. Just like how how awesome would that be? Yeah. 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 That's actually a thing because I'm sure what you guys want to do is take your uh, food truck to wherever is like something's going on, and we could you know kind of amalgamate the two things. So, cool. so bass fishing, especially in lacrosse, Wisconsin, is just insane like like they'll have professional huge, tournaments yeah. where there's 120 professional fishermen there if you had your food truck there i mean you'd be you'd be printing your own money like that would be wild yeah there you go yeah we'd totally be down to do something like that yeah yeah, yeah. so and i'd be so totally down to eat the it bat, same yeah. the bass master opens they're heading there in september oh yeah that's next right year. yeah so, next oh, september yeah. middle of september they'll be in lacrosse that's, that's even bigger that's 200 and some boats yeah 225 boats two men a boat you're talking you know 500 plus people you add yeah. staff and like and i would be you, you there get in somewhere down there <laughs> yes absolutely if, yeah, be, if you're there so if you're there at takeout at you know 3 30 ish whatever like dude you are starving you'd be printing your own money yeah because you're coming off the water you have no hot food to have something right there at the ramp oh my lord all right yeah, and there it is spectators whatever yeah that could be that could be humongous. Yeah. Yeah, that could be really, really big. Uh, Carlos, you ever watch yeah. uh, Taco Chronicles on Netflix? I have not, to be honest with oh you. Oh, my gosh. That show is the jam, dude. Yeah. Do you ever watch any, like, kind of cooking stuff? Like, is it is it hard in a world? Because to me, the dopest thing about tacos is that there's not necessarily really rules. And I know you guys are very beautifully intrinsically tied into uh, your mom's family heritage and how all that plays out into food, which I think is so dope. Yeah. Um, but is it hard with tacos? Because there's not necessarily rules. Is it hard looking around like do you have a problem is it hard for you to go to other restaurants or to get inspiration from other places or whatever um am i making any sense do you know what i'm trying to say here like is it yeah okay okay yeah Um, (laughs) (laughs) no i don't right now i don't just because we're still pretty new into this so i'm taking in as much information as i can okay Um, smart i'll go to a restaurant now and try to look at the small details try to look at what they're doing um even going as far as like looking at their decorations, oh, see yeah. what they yeah. have. Are they doing stuff with like within season? So are they putting up like pumpkins and stuff like that? Yeah, or yeah. like Halloween that just happened or the fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, so kind of just taking note of anything and everything that I can. Uh, yeah. it's, I think it's more of a problem trying to disconnect from not thinking about the business than okay. it is. Oh, I don't want to think about it anymore just because yeah. it's still really, really fresh. Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully it doesn't change. I hope. Hopefully we keep the same drive. I think you will. I think you will. No, I think you will for sure. Heck heck yeah! So I got a quick question. Jordan mentioned uh, tacos not really having any rules. How do you feel about a bratwurst taco? (laughs) Okay, we have to explain (laughs) it. We have to explain it. So Jordan likes to cook up a little tortilla. Yeah. And then like a street taco size, yeah, right? Like a little tortilla, one. Yeah. And then, or fajita. I don't know. Dude, Carlos is so and disgusted right now. And then he'll make a brat on <laughs> yeah. the on the grill yeah. and then he'll put it, use a tortilla shell yeah. 
and instead of a bun, and yeah. then you know put ketchup. And I don't onions call it like a brat taco. To be clear, <laughs> I just put a tortilla on my brat because it's less doughy. You yeah, know what I'm saying, but yeah. So, what do you think of that? Yeah, is that a, is that a sin, Carlos? Honestly, I am not opposed to it. We we used to do it too. Uh, yes. We do it with hot dogs. Oh my gosh, this is amazing, <laughs> my dude. Yes. yes, dude, we're coming over for so. Thanksgiving. <laughs> That's it. It's settled. We'll be I'm there. I'm right on par with you. Yeah. We even go as far as like putting guac on it. Yeah. Oh. Nate, F you. Well, not really you. You're cool. Hey. F, F Mark not LaFont. Me. I just had the question. Yes, yeah. yeah. Run it by Mark. Let F you, know. Mark LaFont. Mark, you have to try it. And that's my that's me saying it as a good friend because you're my friend, but F you. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I don't, know, you, I don't know if you have heard us talk about this, Carlos, but a super long time ago, I lived in Austin, Texas, had a homie invite me over for a um, football game party, and he was like, I'm making brats. And I'm like, I'm from Wisconsin. That's perfect. And I get there, and they don't have buns. They only have tortillas. And I'm like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. I'm not putting a freaking brat in a tortilla. That's like putting, like, spaghetti in, like, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich i don't i just, oh I just saw it as like this really weird combo like this is so stupid <laughs> and then I, he's like Maybe i'm like so mark sees it and i was just like so do i just put like regular toppings on it and he did the same thing as you he's like yeah you could put like guacamole and salsa on it or you can put ketchup and mustard and and i tried it and i'm like oh dude this is way better than the bun because like there's there's less stuff to get yeah in the way of like, like i can eat more flavor. brats yeah dude why would i not much and bread. so we told one of our buddies that and he's like i'm never doing that i that's the dumbest idea we're gonna <laughs> invite them over for dinner and that's what we're having yeah yeah we'll surprise, keep it under like one of those surprise. fancy like things those metal like <laughs> domes and then we'll be like dinner served eat it mother effer oh my gosh eat the brat <laughs> with a tortilla shell you're gonna love it yeah Thanks for thanks for the question, Nate. That was actually that was, a, that was a good one, good. Uh, Carlos. Yeah. What fires you up? What's what gets you excited? Be that food, life. What are you into? What what gets you what gets you fired up? Growth, I think. Okay. Um, I don't know. I like growing. Yeah. Uh, like developing yourself and being able to do different things. Um, I was always kind of like the quiet kid, and now I think I'm a little bit more outspoken. I've mm-hmm done cool things i think um, yeah. i also work for jamf the software company here oh, in town yeah, yeah. yeah jamf yep. is great yeah uh so i think just being able to do stuff like that and get myself into these rooms and being able to to grow within myself and watch others grow like my sister uh she was able to step away from her job at the arcadia credit union to take on this wow. uh, project full-time with us as well so oh, wow. she's growing a lot within herself and it still has a long way to go, as we all do. Yeah, yeah I love that. that was yeah, such a good answer. Awesome. It was so yeah. good and unexpected. It yeah, wasn't it was like mountain biking. Yeah, yeah if yeah. it would have been mountain biking, that's <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, but no, like that was a, that was growth, a very, like come on. Yeah, that's a very existential answer, yeah. man. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Do you guys have anything else for for Carlos for guac and roll before we before know. we get up out of her? I'm trying to think. Do you uh, you guys have like a website, guac and roll? Do you sell yeah, like good. your hats or shirts or anything you? on there? We don't sell any of the merch yet. You we are should. working on that. Yeah, you really should. Yes. Yeah, I could use a guac and roll hat. So yeah. Yes, oh, yeah. I'd rock one for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's probably going to be my, my next project. As I just mentioned, I worked at Jamf. I'm also now exiting Jamf. Um, so oh. okay. I'm going to be leaving Jamf at the end of November wow. and okay. taking on the restaurant full time. Wow. Uh, just because I need more time to be able to do this sort of stuff yeah. uh, so that's going to be one of the the first projects that i take on is getting merch for us okay and you yeah, do awesome. you run your social media and all that also what is your social media how can people find you whether they're in eau claire or wherever dude how can people find you yeah we're on instagram and facebook uh, as guac and roll ec 
G U A C N R O L L E C. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. It's not and, it's guac and guac and roll. Yeah. Yeah. That's so dope, dude. Um, well, before we uh, say goodbye, I just want to hit you with another name for the. Uh, I'm just kidding. I don't oh. have anything. <laughs> I'm just playing. I don't have anything at all. I was trying to think of things that like sound good or like like rhyme with rock, like lock guac and two smoking barrels or like something stupid. But like, I can't think of a good name for like a guac thing. I'm going to He's though. Gonna, he'll I'm be going to. You, I'm and sure. then yeah, you're gonna get blown up by 500 <laughs> terrible. <laughs> terrible uh names for mm-hmm. for that guy but um, yep. i just think guaki is the cutest though although Guaquita. sounds guaquita yeah that's that's, that's the, the little girl one like hola guaquita yeah, <laughs> it just sounds dope but. um carlos do you have anything for us anything else you want to say um we appreciate you being on the show man no um Again, thank you very much for inviting me on. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, so dude. Fun. What a what a cool thing to get into the the mind of somebody who does this all the time. Yeah. So, all right, man, we appreciate you so much. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll see you soon. We, yes, me we and Lola will. will be getting uh, chubbier and oh, yes. coming down there. Very, maybe we'll be like you. We'll eat, but then we'll start working out or something. Yeah. You said growth, and I'm like, <laughs> dude, I'm gonna go there. I'm gonna keep growing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying I'm gonna grow <laughs> in, a, in a not good way. But yeah, uh, Nate, you got anything else, brother? Nah, man, we appreciate you. Thank you very much for, for coming on and hanging out with us. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Thank you so guys much. very much. All right, Carl. So that was, uh, appreciate you, man. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Peace. Yeah, Thank out. you. <laughs> That was Carlos. That was a uh, guac and roll, Carlos. What a cool cat, dude. Seriously. Like a uh, kind of a soft spoken, but um, clearly very intelligent. Yeah. Clearly very like articulate, articulate, and- analytical, maybe. Yeah. I don't know if he's analytical. But he just seems like the dude that's just, you know, he's just sharp. He's just yeah. got it. What'd you think, Nate? Yeah, no, that was awesome. He's, he definitely seems like a guy that's got it figured out. I like how his, uh, you know, his you know, his thing is growth and, yeah. and, you know, he wants to grow not just himself, but the business and, yeah. you know, that, that, that's awesome. That was yeah. a good answer, right? Yeah. And so family yeah. oriented, that makes my heart swell. It makes yeah. me so happy. Yeah. I love family stuff. Yeah. And it's, and, uh, on the outside of the building, I noticed today, like on the glass, like, like Sharpie, <laughs> like, uh, chalk markers, it said like authentic Mexican, whatever. Um, dude, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah, it is absolutely authentic Mexican. Like I would you go eat there, it every it just, day. It just feels really real. It doesn't feel like uh, Taco Belly. But you know, know what's like really it. hard for me is that now <laughs> I love I love the Barstow burrito with yeah. birria. Yeah, the but birria is so good. They have so many other. Not I shouldn't say so many. They have tacos. They have what else do they have? They have quesabiria, yeah. which is really popular right now. Um, which is and Luke you know, Duncan the, loves that one. Yeah, Luke Duncan loves it. quesabiria. If anybody doesn't know, it's um, you know it's like the amalgam. It's the it's the confluence of a quesadilla and a birria taco. Birria taco. I always struggle with that because I'm a, because I'm as white as white can get, and I always used to get so annoyed by like people on the news. When they'd be like, hey, Stacy, how are you? And she'd be like, I'm doing very well today in Guadalajara, Mexico. And they'd do like this accent. I'm like, get the crap out of here, Stacy. Like, you don't talk like that. Yeah. You know, you don't have to put this fake accent on to try and sound like, you know, yeah. smart and well-versed. But at the same time, saying birria just sounds stupid in my yeah. head. So then don't do it. All right. Sound dumb. Out of the wormhole. Queso <laughs> uh, birria tacos are incredible and they're getting really popular and they sell those there and then they have this is the weirdest thing ever they have birria ramen yeah but this is what i'm saying like i want to try the other stuff but like i crave the barstow burrito so good roll on the burrito burrito 
Um, and so I want to try all this other stuff, but I also don't. Yeah, it's like, tough. What do Nate, I do? How are you with that, Nate? I don't, I don't really know your vibe. When you go to a restaurant, if you go to a dope restaurant, are you a try everything guy or are you like lock in he, on your thing? He's locked in. I know it. I'm, I'm, I'm normally pretty locked in. <laughs> okay. Although, although just, just the other day, uh, I went to the little local uh, Mexican spot there by, uh, by work. Bonbons? Uh, La Rosa. Oh, oh, no, that one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep, yep. On lunch, and I'm, you know, every time I go, I get a steak burrito. It's so no good. lettuce, no onion. Yeah, every single time. It's, it's so yeah, good. it's amazing. Yeah. And I'm like, let me try the daily special. Give me the the chorizo and potato wow. enchiladas with the rice and beans. Yeah, me, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna risk it. Let's yeah. see what wow. we got. Biscuit and it was, biscuit. It was fantastic. Yeah, okay. it was absolutely great. Okay. Yeah, so wow, look at you. I was hoping you were gonna was, be like, I, I tried it, I risked it, and it sucked. Steak you know, like, burrito for lunch. Should have went back to the steak with no onion, no lettuce, but. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, I just, it's yeah, crazy no, it to great. me that you don't like onion, Nate, because, like, when I think of a really good taco, exactly what Carlos said. Yeah. If you give me a doubled up corn tortilla, like a little baby one, a little baby, a little double corn with just the right amount of steak. And again, I'm a carnivore, but yeah. not too much with, like, that intermingled, the, you know, that combo Wait. onion and cilantro finely chopped. I can't remember. Is it oh. the texture for you? Yeah, what is it? Why don't you? Why, why do you hate onions so much? We've talked about this. I'm so sorry. I feel like a terrible friend. I can't remember. It's it's uh, it's honestly it's probably mostly texture okay. and some taste. Oh. So mm. I just the the taste of the taste and texture of raw onion. Yeah. I don't love. Have um, you had different you onions like different colored onions because yeah. they have different flavors. Some are sweeter. They some aren't do. as bitey. Some are more vinegary. Bitey, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so so I like to cook, right? Yeah. So yeah. so absolutely, I've tried white onion, yellow onion, red yeah, yeah. onion, uh, sweet vidalias. You yeah. know, I, I've 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 fiddled with them all, and they're this they're the same. They're I had them and I hate them. <laughs> they're the same. They're such a yeah, good aromatic the thing though, too. When you cook with them, even if you don't Ooh, like yeah. them, like if you are making like a, a omelet when you cook up like a I don't know, even uh, if you just have like peppers, onion and, onions and, pepper, and garlic, yeah, it just and, smells so mm, good together. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, I don't. I don't argue that. So I, I do cook with them. I will yeah. cook them, and but but I'll cook them down. They're they're yeah. the only thing you can tell is the flavor at that the point okay. I get done with them. So Nate, do you like radishes? I will eat a radish. Yeah, I don't. I'm not gonna say I will go buy a radish. <laughs> that was so fun. It was like I'll cook them down. Nate, do you like radishes? Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to think of like another like sort of like oh bitey, like a bitey type it is. food, you know, because it's yeah, got it that is. sort of, like some radishes, similar. some radishes are like, whoa, like they got a little, like a little kick in them, you know? Yeah. He'll eat radishes hey, so, and say, I got oh, fart breath, honey. I'm yeah, like, wow. Yeah. Thank radishes will so tear much. your mouth up, boy. So funny thing about radishes, right? So Let's my son, he's five and he's in, he's in kindergarten now. And so his, his and picture is absolutely. I love his school picture. Oh, school like picture. I want to frame it in our house. Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> oh, so cute. That, that, that's the epitome of his personality. Too, dude. <laughs> he's, right. he's, he's so funny. So, like, so oh, they okay. get uh, on the daily, they get snacks at school kind yeah. of towards the end of the day, yeah. they get snacks and they come in like a little clear bag. And like all the time he comes home with like five or six bags of like the snacks because <laughs> nobody else took any. So, he so he'll take five peas. bags. My yeah. He'll take five bags of snap peas or five mm -hmm. bags of like sliced apples or whatever the snack may be yeah. for that day. So, so he came home and he's got, <laughs> he's got like three bags of these white things. He's like, I don't even know what these are, but I took some. <laughs> oh, those, were, those, 
those look like radishes. What? Here, check them out. So he bites one and he's like, he's like, ah! oh, yeah. honey, yeah. it was a hot one. Yeah. yeah, he was he was done for. He's like, nah, uh, I'm not a radish guy. They're yeah. not, I'm not they're oh not for God. me. No, nope. yeah, deer uh, like radishes and rutabagas and all they, that. Yeah, yeah, they sure. really, they tear into them, boy. Throw them at that big deer. Yeah, um, yeah, you should have. You should have had a radish in your pocket and maybe you know maybe you could have popped that dude, but. Um, yeah, for sure. I've been watching as I watch these shows, uh, because I'm not disagreeing with Carlos because I have no place to disagree with Carlos as it relates to tacos whatsoever. Um, but, uh, as I've been watching taco shows and barbecue shows, I've seen quite a few people top their stuff with finely sliced radish. And I'm like, that seems so weird, but also not so weird because, because, you know, like and I'm only saying that thing about Carlos because he was like onion cilantro and I agree, but there's also so much yeah. other dope stuff. And like yeah. the cool thing about cooking again with the no rules and the whatever is also considering more than just flavor is the aromatic stuff. And then also like texture is yes. a big deal. Yeah. So if you have like, you know, if you go to our YouTube tackle and tacos, YouTube, we did a video on how to make pulled pork tacos. And in there I talk about how when you make, oh, I didn't even realize you can see my foot now with my tore up slippers on the screen. Um, uh, those are slippers. Yeah. yeah. Those are new balance like, slippers. They look like clown shoes. They're a bit of both. A little from column A, a little from column B. A dab will do ya. Um, so, uh, but when we made those pulled pork tacos, I talked about how I like to put like the raw cabbage mix, um, for, um, coleslaw without the yeah. coleslaw sauce. Cause I think coleslaw sauce is disgusting. Um, but the, the the cabbage it adds that crunch plus the flavor, and so I'm just thinking yeah, if you had like sure. some thin sliced um, radishes in like a you know like a al pastor or a really tender meat taco, I feel like that would be dope, dude. Yeah, like really the, uh, dope. Yeah, the, the god dang it, the I'm first hungry recipe, right now. first recipe that we ever made, or actually my wife made it of the birria tacos. Yeah. It had radishes in you know. Uh-huh. in the consomme or whatever really? so so we cooked it with yeah we cooked it with radishes and huh. they were phenomenal yeah. although um in the recipe i believe it called for like some uh chipotle peppers yeah. and we just used a whole can of chipotle peppers okay. so that has they has some they has some heat to them they you're, were you're they wife, good. your wife like, ain't about really that heat good. right no, she she likes spicy, but, but like not like that level. I, I think since like yeah, since like her COVID kind of deal, yeah, you know, that would right, you dude. Yeah, spicy's not it, it's not her thing no more. She yeah. she still thinks it is, and then and then she'll be like, <laughs> and then she'll be crying and dripping, yeah. and yeah, she's like, turning I can take red. extra hot, and you're like, honey, no, you can't. No, no, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, <laughs> yeah. you should have known better. I tried to tell you. Yeah, I should send you Nate, or we can put it on social as well. A picture of the hot and extra hot. You know, like there's sometimes you'll see a sauce, especially I think in like um, like Japanese or or Chinese food or Mexican food, where you can literally look at it and see that it's hot. Do you know what I'm saying? Like you yes. can yeah, see it, sure. the color of it, the oiliness yeah. of it, like the texture of the peppers in it. You can look at it and be like, that ain't cold. Yeah. And that's how the, that's how the, the hot and the, or the fire and the extra fire was yeah. at guac and roll today. You look at it and you're like, oh snap. But the this flavor. Is, yeah. But it had a ton of flavor. Like a, t- dude, I want to hang out yeah. with his mom, dude. I know. Mini. Yeah. <laughs> like she sounds awesome. And the fact that he was like, oh, she's got a whole cookbook in her head. Like, I was like, yep. We're going to be best friends. Dang it. She's friends. the coolest. Yeah. 
Next time, if we if we ever have guac and roll on again, Nate, we got to have you here, and then we should either a I think they'd be down. We mm. could we could bring our gear to guac and roll and podcast yeah. there. That'd be really fun. Going. And then we could like put out yeah. like a little like you know all persons bulletin, a little APB action to everybody we know, and be like, dude, meet us at guac and roll this day. We're doing like a live podcast there, and we could yeah. do a live thing with Streamyard and with the the um, hosting site we use for our video podcast Streamyard. You can do live where people can type in questions and whatever. Whoa, that would be, that'd be so kind fun. of fun. And we could just hang out with Minnie. Oh, just, yeah, that'd be legit. Yeah. Hang out with Heck Minnie, yeah. let, her, let her cook up her stuff and podcast live, take yep. questions. That'd be dope. Let's do that. Okay. Carlos, you still there? Nope. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> can we come podcast at your restaurant sometime, dude? We're good. And, and speaking of Carlos, tackling tacos, didn't he just seem like a positive feller? Yeah. I mean, he answered growth. Absolutely. Growth yeah. is what. Fires, fires him up. up. Yeah. Come on. Then he just seemed like the type of dude who just keeps that positivity on the forefront. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. That was awesome. Yeah. You, yeah, you definitely need to hang out with him more. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> that's the funny thing about it, too, right, boy? Like, uh, Luke Duncan was talking that time about uh, G-Man and how mm-hmm. he was saying that G-Man's yeah. whole, like, PMA thing. He's like, you ain't PMA, you grumpy old fart or whatever he called yeah. him. And I'm like, but that's right. the thing, though, right? Like, um, that's kind of the deal. Like, I'm not always a super positive person. Um, and a bunch of, shut up, you mean old hag. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, but anyway, uh, <laughs> a bunch of years ago, uh, I read a book called, um, it was either, I read both, but there was two books by an author named Marcus Buckingham. And one of them was Trombone Player Needed. It was awesome. It's this idea that like if you're in a symphony and you have a whole bunch of French horns and tubas and violins and whatever, and you don't have a trombone player, Player, you don't need another French horn. You need a trombone player. Like mm. people are who they are and they're supposed to be that specific thing. And it's really cool. Yeah. And then he also wrote a book with another feller. Um, I can't remember who it is, but called now discover your strengths. And at the end of the book, you take this like really specific, almost like a personality test. Um, but it's not like you're a, uh, a personality or a whatever. Um, it's like you have like your number one is strategy. You're a strategic thinker. Your number two is woo, W-O-O, winning over others. You're a charming personality, whatever. My number one was positivity, which I feel like you wouldn't, you wouldn't really guess. How many guess. times did you take it? And I didn't take it like after fishing a tournament or something, you know, where I had like five rats nests <laughs> and my trolling motor didn't work and whatever. Yeah. But I think sometimes like I on it, like sort of like with G-Man, I think somewhere in my guts, I'm actually yes. a positive person, but yeah. I let myself way too easily get negative. I like whenever I see Jordan Love play football and I'm like, dude, you suck. You know, like you yeah. cannot complete a pass. You're Although like, in my head, <laughs> in my head and in my heart, I'm still like optimistically hoping like, dude, come on guys, you got to put it together, you know, whatever. No, but he, I don't always his, communicate yeah, but like that's that. That's what though. I communicate. I'm like, honey, yeah. it's, it's the first four minutes. So just hold on. Yeah. They're going to come on. It's like through. that. Have you seen Nate? Have you seen that? <laughs> like, uh, trash. Have you seen that Dr. Pepper commercial, that Fansville commercial where they're like in a, and like they're having like a football party at somebody's house. And then they're like, I knew it was going to happen every year. So I hate and this they team. Burn they're all burning all their, their jerseys. And the one guy's like, yeah, guys, yeah, that was the, yeah. the dude's like, that was the first play. And they're like, yeah. Oh, right. My bad. <laughs> And I look at him every time. I'm like, wait, yeah, that's is that me. you? Yeah, they do the coin <laughs> toss. I'm like, I said heads, you freaking idiot. You know, whatever. It's going to be the worst game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I feel like somewhere inside my core, like I actually am optimistic. I just need to kind of like figure out how to, Balance I need to figure out how to be something. more Carlosy and let yeah. it just be sort of evident. You know what I'm saying? Because I also don't think I'm like a grumpy old curmudgeon, but I want to yeah. be more like, 
outgoingly positive, optimistic, like, like encouraging. It. Like I want to be the dude that like like spurs on that growth that Carlos wants to see. I want to help other people grow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I want to. I don't know. I want to be positive. Uh, and I Heck positivity yeah. positivity Lee positivity in love with guac and roll burritos. I know that for sure. Yeah, there's for no, me and there's my no heart. doubt about that. Yeah. Yeah. I could eat it every day. Yeah. I think I've said that four times already in this pod- yeah. podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Nate, you no, got, I need to get up there. Though. Say, you got to get yeah. up here. Yes, you do. You got to get up here. And like real talk though, we should organize that. That'd be fun as crap. Yeah, and I, think, I feel like they'd be down. That, w- that would be a blast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be really fun. So you guys got anything else? Oh, we need to hit up our, uh, our sponsors. Lola, break us off with some sponsor talk. What do you got? Well, we love our keen eye coolers. You can't see them, but they're sitting right there. Two of them. Yeah. I love the colors. I love the locks on them. Yeah, they are so the best practical. and I love them. Grizzly coolers. Check them out. Yep. Um, they got that oh, cup on him. He's got that Nate, cup. Nate stay with that cup on him. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. I don't blame them. They're good cups. They are. They're awesome cups. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Giltech, like always, we always talk about Giltech. And like right now, uh, it's that time of year where at least where we live, uh, where our good new friend Gussie lives. Um, yeah. If you have not listened or watched that episode, do go listen to it. Gussie. He's the best. Bassmaster Classic champ. We're basically about, best friends now. Yeah, we, we talk semi-regularly now. Like I asked <laughs> but him like about actually. This one. Yeah, I asked him about a podcast, and he was like, no, no, not that one. This one. He like sent me the link for it, and I'm like, you know, let's have a sleepover, and he thought that was weird. And <laughs> that, I, I just made that up. That's not true. <laughs> but like where we live, where Gussie lives, like this time of year, like you're either close to or you already are putting away the boat. And I was going through the boat and looking through stuff. He's and like, crying. Dude, Giltech jigs are so... It's Dude, it's the same as guac and roll. I don't think anybody would go to guac and roll, have a burrito, and be like, eh. Nobody. Mm-hmm. Anybody who likes food would be like, dude, this place is dope. Yeah. Anybody who goes to hookandarrowsupply.com and buys a Giltech swim jig and gets that jig in the mail, nobody's looking at it and going, eh. Nobody. Yeah. They're nope. just actually yeah. dope. Yeah, Nate. Tell yeah, me. that's for sure. I mean, come on, dude. Yeah, yeah. The the attention to detail, quality, yep. the eyes, yep. like the eyes, yeah, the eyes. Yeah, that, that really <laughs> is. They pop. They're huge. Yeah, but like, they're like they they're look huge, right though. And it, it just it changes the whole look of the jig and yep. the way he can design it and still make it swim upright, not roll over, yep. uh, come through cover. Like it's it's dope. They're yep. they're they are legit. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, really, really legit, man. You gotta, you gotta check them out again. Workingclassbowhunter.com. Again, again. Tacklingtacos.com. Go to the shop, please. Rep some merch. Rep some Support. merch, dude. Yeah, we would love to see some people rocking some tackling tacos stuff. The the one shirt we have, I'm really stoked on. It's a simple design, but it's very like clean and classic. And right now, it's a just a black t-shirt. And just so you know, again, with Eric being the dude that Eric is, uh, as good as he is with this whole merch thing, he didn't order um, 100% cotton gildan, no, dis to gildan, but like yeah. like barrel-shaped giant, you know what I'm saying? Um, I was listening yeah. to a, a rapper that I really like, Propaganda from California. Shout out, Propaganda. Bwah, bwah, bwah. And he was talking about how he took his daughter to a Taylor Swift concert, and they got Gildan t-shirts. And he's like, I spent $50 on a Gildan t-shirt from Taylor Swift. He's like, she needs the upper merch game, dude. <laughs> and I thought that was so funny. But like, uh, these shirts from us are not a, a Gildan tee that's shaped like a barrel. They're a tri-blend, high-quality shirt. 
blend. Yeah, they're super soft and comfy. They're they cut more specifically. Uh, it's an all black shirt with the tackle taco on the front, on the chest, on the left chest. And then on the back, it just has like the classic big wording tackle and tacos, a fishing podcast. And those colors um, that we have for our logo, like the brown and orange, it looks so dope on the black. Yeah. So, oh, and speaking of, it, 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 oh, it pops on that black. It, it looks really, it looks really, really does. Good on that black yeah. I love it. Speaking of tackle taco. Yeah. A lot of people, I mean, like, oh, yeah. a lot of people yeah. tagged us or sent us yeah, I know you've seen this it, picture of a tackle yeah, yeah, taco, yeah, yeah. and yeah. they caught a fish. And I was like, we've been talking about making, Doing like, a, a lure that yeah. looked like a taco. Like we need logo. to do this. Yeah. yeah. And so I made one today, and we have, we're going to go out, and we're going to catch a fish. We're just going to, and it's yeah. going to be awesome. So stay tuned. Yeah. What did you make that thing out of? Um, we had some felt. Yeah. Um, and then there was a feather. It was what in our kids' kids, craft yeah, yeah, yeah. area. Yeah. Um, and then put a hook in it. Yeah. So I'm excited what to catch a fish. What hook was it? Oh, honey. I didn't, I don't know. I don't know either. It was one that was like that big. Oh, okay. And that it had one. like yeah, a. Yeah, it was a number two. Yeah, it might have been. been. It might could have been. It looked like it looked like a new VMC Redline, like like a like a kind of smaller. Yeah, I was very specific with it. That sounds about right. You wanted the VMC Redline. I just was seeing what was going to fit in the in the shell of the taco. The shell. You always make fun of me for (laughs) saying shell. That's why as soon as I said it, I was like, nobody calls it a shell. Yeah. Every time I say shell, like the other day when I made those breakfast tacos, uh, there was like one egg left and here's a here's a pro tip from a non-pro so i don't know how that works uh but here's a pro tip when you make a breakfast taco uh make your egg over easy like make it like do it right Mm -hmm. you know and you probably know this too nate like in the culinary world to properly cook an over easy egg that's like a thing like in like yeah. high level culinary dudes to cook it just right. Yeah. I'm not talking about Waffle House. I'm talking about properly cooking an over easy egg, flipped exactly right, cooked exactly even, like really like loose yolk, but not clear icky stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, gross. I don't want um, watery white stuff. Right. But if you make a breakfast taco with bacon or ham, um, put one of those. Um, I put those uh, big hash browns in it, like the solid one. And then if you cook it over easy, when you bite into it and you get that yolk, my lord. Like that's just man, I'm getting hungry. Was that your pro tip? Gosh, dog it. Yeah, cook the cook the oh, egg okay. over easy. Because most people when they do it, they scramble the eggs to put in breakfast yeah, tacos. Yeah, sure. yeah, if you do an over easy egg in a breakfast taco, it's messier, but it's ten times tastier. Where I think you were going with this was yeah. that our kids wanted some. <laughs> oh yeah. And so, is that right? Is yeah, that where you were yeah. going? Yeah, and then Kennedy was like, Is there any more? And I was like, Yeah, the shelves are right there. And you're like, Stop calling them shelves. No. They were like, the what? Oh yeah, and they called me out on yeah, it. Yeah, they're like, "What?" Yeah. He's like there's a shell in the in the fridge. There's like one or two left. And Dom's like, "The what?" Yeah. And I was like, "That's I was like, oh, what, sorry." And then La I was like, "Nobody." And I was like, "Nobody calls them that." And Kennedy's like, "Nobody calls them that." I was like, "Thanks." Like looked at me like I was just the dumbest dude. Honey, alive. you're so cute. <laughs> uh, the so shells awesome. are right there in the door, right next to that uh, salsa. You ever had salsa? It's basically like hot sauce with chunks in it. Oh my gosh. But yeah. <laughs> Anyway, all right, that'll do it. That'll do it. <laughs> what an awesome episode, though, dude. How how cool to have somebody on the podcast who actually knows tacos and the family heritage thing was so cool. Mm-hmm. And um, and I feel like a lot of what he said applies to other things, having the balls to like step out when they're doing yeah. like like all the forces of like life are pointing you towards this. Like you're killing it, making tacos for like the assembly line at Ashley and, and what like everything's pointing you like, dude, go this way. And then they did. And now they're. They're awesome. They're doing awesome. So like they're good. quitting their corporate jobs yeah. to do this. Like that's yeah. amazing. That's so cool. 
Good for them, dude. Yeah, super legit. Yeah. yeah. Nate, when are you starting a taco spot? I, I We probably should figure it out here soon because, uh, yeah, I, I can make a decent taco. So. You can, yeah. too. Paper plate gang only. Paper plate gang strong, <laughs> boy. Yeah, dude. That'd be so rad if you made, like, an actual, like, Michelin, like, three-star restaurant, and then you serve it up on a paper plate. That'd be dope. <laughs> yeah. That would. Really yeah. 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 We talk about this show rad. all the time, but somebody feed Phil. We were watching one where they were in, I think they were in Argentina was the last one we watched. Mm-hmm. And he went to one of these places where like, dude, the food is so fancy. And like, I don't even know what I he's talking it. about. And the plate is like, and it's like this big, you get yeah, a the bite. Plate's like a regular size plate. And the, and the food is, is like in Just the in inner one 9% yeah. of it with like a swirly sauce deal. And they're like, oh, for whatever reason, they smeared something across the plate. Yeah. Yeah. And plating yeah, food exactly. is a verb. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Simba's forehead. That was yeah, good. Just, yeah, and then it's like, oh, this is so good. Well, if it's so good, you only get a bite, homie. Yeah. You know, like, but like, it'd be funny more. to do Michelin, super fancy culinary stuff on a paper plate. Yeah, put that schmear on there. Put that schmear, boy. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so everybody, you know what to do, man. Um, head to Tackling Tacos. Head to Grizzly Coolers. Use WCB, uh, workingclassoutdoors.com. Waypoint TV, Hook and Arrow Supply. Um, please do check out Guac and Roll. Um, cool family-based deal. You hear yeah. that they're not some huge uh, investment team-funded deal. This is people who love food and love how it brings people together, making some dope stuff. And yeah. uh, until the next one, we appreciate everybody for listening. And it really is true. Even if it's not natural for you, like it's not always natural for me, um, positivity is worth the effort. We'll catch you on the next one. Bye. Peace. Go get that taco swag. Offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! oh. Look at that Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.